Welcome back to a- another season. A- another? Welcome back to another season of Runewalking in Modern Times. I'm Ken, your host, and uh, a Runewalker. We have so much to catch up on, don't we? It's been a very busy summer, and uh, I think for everyone, for me especially, because we uh, finally got the book done. So, runes, uh, experience and gnosis of a modern rune walker, me. Uh, this comes out October 1st, so uh, you can pre-order on runewalker.com. You can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, or you can go to uh, your local pagan or independent bookstore and ask them to get it or carry it. Um, yeah, so it does have words in it, not just pictures, which I love. Um, so yeah, this is cool. We're going to be doing, um, some book signings and launch, uh, parties for the book. And that will be starting October 1st, actually. So, uh, I'll let you know as we get closer to those dates, where and when those will be. Uh, I'm very excited and I'm really, really grateful for all of the support from this side, from all of you and from, the other side. So I appreciate that. Uh, if you want to know more about the book, I've been doing a video series um, that introduces you to the book. It's actually part of this channel on YouTube or uh, on my channel on YouTube that is the podcast, Runewalking in Modern Times. So find those there or you can find them uh, where we normally do on my socials. Um, hmm. What else is new? So much is new. I feel like uh, if you were if you were following along or or um, paying attention to my rune polls and rune wisdom that were daily, uh, it started last November and kind of lasted through March. There was a lot of there were a lot of threads that spoke about. Um, Paring down, cleaning out, clearing out, moving things, um, and then the the one phrase that really stuck with me was uh, actually came from uh, I believe a an oracle deck, but it it summed it up pretty well, um, and it summed up um, kind of the combination of Querth which was the funeral pyre and purification, um, Fehu, uh, and a couple other runes that kept kept popping up for me. So the phrase is this. If you're walking through the desert, only take what you need. Now, the interesting thing is that we take what we think we're going to need <laughs> And we find out quite quickly, even if it is a very light item, it becomes very heavy wandering through the desert if it is something that is not necessary. So um, all of my altars and things that are behind me here, um, I was asked to pare down as well. So um, I've gotten, I've, 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 
moved a lot of things on, whether that to be uh, whether that be to other people or um, donations, but a lot of things have moved on. So uh, I've taken the spring and summer to really begin to move a lot of the things that maybe I thought I needed, um, things that I have off of or unattaching them from me and maybe finishing the contracts so that I'm not carrying so much. And I think that that's a, an important thing for, for most of us to do. So um, security doesn't always come through having so many possessions. Um, where should we go from here? I feel like we should pull a rune. Um, and speaking of, um, I know some of you have been trying to get some of the older episodes of Rune Walking in Modern Times, and um, I'm trying to get those, I don't know, remastered for lack of a better term, um, and having a little bit of a problem. So um, I'll let you know when those are up again and ready to, to be listened to, but um, apologies for that. So let's pull from the set of yew tree wood runes. We're going to be incorporating a little bit something different when we talk about the runes. But something I have never done here before. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I was going to say Quareth, but it's Ear, um, which is the other rune of death. Um, that one. The rune of the grave, whereas. Quarth is the rune of the funeral pyre. Ear is the rune of the grave. Um, couldn't escape those either. So, what I wanted to do is um, bring into our conversation um, translations of the original poems. So, of course, um, Ear is one of the um, Northumbrian runes, the Anglo-Saxon runes. So um, it doesn't necessarily have um, a poem from the Norse or Icelandic, but it does have one um, in the Anglo-Saxon or the Old English rune poem. So um, I'm reading from this book right here, uh, Rudiments of Loon, uh, Loon, Rudim, Rudiments of Rune Lore from Stephen Pullington. Um, I like I like his perspective and point of view um, of uh, of translation. I also have um, oh gosh, the big book um, of uh, herb lore. I'll have to show it to you guys. I'll send. I'll I'll post about it. But so um, the poem for ear is this. Grave is frightful to every warrior. When the flesh begins inexorably, the corpse, to cool, to embrace the earth, the dark as its companion, 
fruits fall away, joys pass away, promises fail. So talking about the grave um, is frightful to every warrior. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty straightforward and um, applicable to frightful to everyone today. I mean, it's one of the biggest things that we push away and deny, right, is death. Um, when the flesh begins to inexorably the corpse to cool, to embrace the earth. Um, yeah. The dark as its companion, fruits fall away, joy joys pass away, and promises fail. Um, I really like the end part of that where it talks about promises fail because death for sure does... It ends all contracts. It ends all promises. So... Um, now let's read from runes. Um, I have to see which chapter because I'll tell you, I'll give you a little bit of a, a glimpse into this, um, by reading the part of the book that talks about the runes, um, from the book. I feel the need to fuck things up here. I will begin with Gar, representing my connection and doorway to everything. After that, the order of the runes in this book will be based on their wishes. What does that mean? It means I pulled runes from my soft black bag to create the order they appear in the book. So, one of the things I like about that is you can kind of open it to anywhere and just start reading, and it's great. Uh... Okay. It is... Whoa! Oh, there we are. Page 43. Um, so, when I, in the book, it talks about, it has a, the sigil, the name, the sigil, and then themes and stories. I feel like um, when we talk about the runes, as you guys know, who've been listening for a long time, um, it's an oral, uh, they were, it was an oral tradition that, that all this kind of came from. And so I feel like pigeonholing them into one or two things and not allowing for the story, which is what we see if, if it were just a dictionary definition, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, look like a, a bit of a story or, or, or a theme to it. So, um, themes and stories from my book. Uh, death and burial of the dead, decomposition, disassembly, and also the slow passage of time. Uh, I will also, uh, if I feel drawn to it in the chapters, I have put a deity uh, connected to that. So um, that's more than anyone's gotten yet about the book. Um, I have two poems uh, about this, so I'll read them to you. Number one. One day does not undo 17,171 days. This takes time, breaking it down to base elements, death, transition, transformation, the missing link between us and the dirt. The second poem. Death is not vindictive, 
It just is. You must pay the price for life. Pain is not the price. Death is the price. Allowing your account to go into collections or filing bankruptcy are not options. Uh, so I hadn't read this book yet or used it as a reference for anything until I taught a class, um, this past summer and added, um, these poems and these translations in, uh, but I think it's really super interesting. I didn't, I hadn't put it together until just now, but, um, where in, the old English poem, it talks about, um, joys pass away and promises fail. Um, and then my poem is, um, allowing your account to go into collections or filing bankruptcy aren't, uh, are not options. Hmm. So, hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know. I really like that. I think that that was a kind of a thread that, as I wrote this, I hadn't picked up on um, from my ideas connected to um, the old English poem. So um, this is a um, an interesting rune um, connected to Hell or Hella because um, part of the story in the book which is just uh, my experiences, mine or my experiences with my clients, people I've read for or even taught. Um, this this tattoo right here um, over my left eye, um, if you're watching video, great. If you're not, you'll have to kind of, you'll, I'll look it up or uh, hook, hook it up somehow in the show notes, um, is they're the roots of of a tree of a, like the tr a tree of life design tattoo that I have on my leg. But these roots here are connected to, um, to that. But also, um, I really felt, um, like it was super connected to, um, death working or, or, um, being a death walker or connected to Hella or Helheim. Like it was, it was very much one of those, um, those type of, of tattoos. So, um, I do also feel like it's super, relevant to be thinking now about the ruin of the grave in terms of it is September. So for those, those of us in the Northern hemisphere, um, we're moving into, we'll be soon moving into autumn. Um, harvests, uh, harvest began, um, around August 1st. We'll have second harvest at, um, fall equinox and then we will have the third harvest at Samhain the end of October so what are you are you just going to collect everything that 
you harvested um, and can it? Are you just going to can it? Are you going to, you know, um, dry it? Um, how much are you going to leave into leave to put back into the earth um, so that the earth is nourished as much as we are? Unfortunately, uh, where I live, when we are buried, this is changing, but slowly. Um, where we're buried, when we're buried, we're put into a really pretty wooden box and then put into an asbestos box. So we never, our bodies never decompose and go back into the earth. Um, and the earth is never fed by us, although we are fed by it. So something to think about as you're um, coming up on literal harvest, but then also um, in a more modern way, how how do you transition from one harvest into the other? How do you make one project feed the other project? How do you make one goal feed the other goal? One destination leads you to the next destination. Um, we talk about a lot in paganism and that it's all about the cycle of the earth and, and the life cycle, but the cycles... They're not separate from year to year just because we separate them by a number. Um, things roll into each other uh, as they should. And how do we how do we facilitate that? How do we use not even use it? How 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 do we align ourselves with that so that we can make our lives easier so that we can take advantage of nature. And I don't mean that in terms of exploiting it. I mean, getting to know it, getting to look at it, getting to know that the, the proper cycle is, I'm staring at the sunflowers out my window, those will drop. The seeds will drop out of that. I'm going to collect them and I'm going to plant them somewhere else. But those seeds drop in. So the amount of water we've put into and sun uh, that has been put into those sunflowers this year provide it for next year. So where in your life are you doing that? Or where in your life, where in our lives are we not doing that? Where do we keep doing the same thing over and over and don't really connect the dots, so to speak. Life is interconnected, not connected. So it's a whole, it's a whole, it's all about the whole um, and the whole system working. So where in, in your life um, are you not doing that? Also, um, I just want to touch on one more thing about ear. Um, where are, where are, are you keeping something alive that is dead? Um, because that's taking a lot of your energy. Um, like he mentions uh, in here, uh, promises fail. Like I mentioned in here, allowing your account to go into collections 
or filing bankruptcy are not options. The price of life is death. Is really prolonging the death of something by keeping it attached to a ventilator or by giving it CPR when no one else will and if you didn't do it, it would die. Where are you doing that in your life? I've spent the summer and spring cleaning out a lot of those for me. So to be able to move into a new space um, without dragging all of that stuff behind me. So I hope you've had a great little catch up. I hope we continue to catch up. I appreciate you listening or now watching Rune Walking in Modern Times with me, Ken the Rune Walker. Um, I will uh, tell you that as we move into this um, this coming season, um, I will be continuing to use uh, Rudiments of Rune Lore by Stephen Pullington. Um, I will be using The Language of Fire and Ice, um, an approachable guide to the Elder Futhark, written and illustrated by Sophia Fate Changer. If you guys remember, uh, um, I interviewed them uh, last season on the podcast. Um, so I'm going to be using that. I have a ton of other books, too, that I'm going to be using and referencing, um, as well as mine. Um, Don't forget that the runes aren't just wisdom for living in an ancient time. They're living wisdom. See you next week.